Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics Unread. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. Politics Unright, coming in straight from Washington, D.C. as I take care of my daughter, Ashley Update. Ashley stood up today and took a couple of steps. And we are on the mend. We all hope everything continues in its positive direction. Thank you so kindly, everybody, that continues to ask about how my daughter, who has just had her second stroke, is doing. And we hope the last one, based on all the issues that went on in her brain through the radial surgery, etc. So thank you so kindly for all the interest shown. Again, Politics Done Right for now will be coming out of Washington, D.C. because, again, had to leave Houston to come out here and be her guiding light, get her on her way back, get her on her recovery. Again, thank you all for what you've done. Anyway, what are we going to talk about today? Today we're going to have a great show. My spirits are higher but you know where I am? Our, there's a story that I read in uh, that I read it. But before I get there, let's 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 salute everybody. Uh, I'm using a new program here for the chat, so if I make a few mistakes, please forgive me. But anyhow, Deb Denny, welcome aboard. Howdy, Bridge MCP. Sound no sound here on YouTube. I had problems. I have some some other fix-ups that I have to get done uh, for the tomorrow's show. AVQ says, I'll do a quick share, listening from away. Uh, my dear brother, my dear brother, my dear brother, please go ahead and make sure to, be, before you go as well, go ahead and like our baby. Go ahead and like our baby. Uh, anyhow, let's, let, let's continue here. Bridge MCP, how are you doing? Bridge, thank you so kindly. For being out here with us today. We couldn't do this show without you. She says, hi, y'all. Let's see who else we've got here. Bear with me. New program. I'm working on my new program. Uh, let's see. ABQ says 1080p stream is skipping. Switching to 720. All right. Let me know if that corrected the problem. Uh, we also have Bridge MCP who says good for Ashley. And uh, we have Deborah John. Are we extreme slow mode? I don't know. I think we should be okay. Let me see if we're throwing up. Oh, wow. There's a lot of drop. There are a lot of drop um, drop things right now. I'm looking at it. You're correct. Uh, let me tell you, uh, hang with me with all the drop data that you're seeing right now. But like, what I can tell you is that the, when I'm done with the show today, I will make sure and click in and, and put that new stuff on. So... I hope the drop data rate goes down, but uh, it looks like it just may. Okay, the drop rate seems to be not too bad any any longer. Anyhow, let me know how it goes, guys. Remember, we're we're still working with bad equipment. We're that's why we have our GoFundMe page to try to go ahead and get some uh, portable equipment to work here appropriately in uh, in in Washington D.C. Anyhow. The story that I wanted to cover with you guys today, I tell you, before we go to the story, I want to let you listen to, uh, you know, there's a tell-all book that came out uh, from one of Trump's wives, press secretary, and all the media are trying to go over it and check it out, etc., etc. And we have one person that said, absolutamente no. Let's go ahead and play what she thought about it, and then we'll continue with the program. Every so often, I want to stay straight a little bit from, from just straight raw politics. 
for a little bit of fun. And uh, I, I like what Tiffany Cross did here to have, have some fun facts with uh, uh, Stephanie Griffin, who wanted to come out, who has a new book out, and men in the cable industry are putting her on, etc., etc. I like how Tiffany uses this to make a bigger point. Failing upward. Privilege. Check this out. Let's take it on the other side. So if you at home have paid any attention to the echo chambers of cable news this week, you've likely seen a segment or two or 50 about former White House press secretary Stephanie Grisham. She's spilling all the tea in her new book. But honestly, girlfriend can keep the tea because we remember when she was guzzling down all that MAGA Kool-Aid. And some of you may not even know who Grisham is, considering she literally never held a single press briefing and worked for a White House that referred to the press as an enemy of the people. So kind of a slap in the face, right, to title her book, I'll Take Your Questions Now. In it, she paints 45's White House as what we all already knew it to be. A house of horrors. So, since you'll take our questions now, I've got one. Hey, Stephanie, this year, you were ready to throw every one of your problematic colleagues under the bus in favor of your guy, who, according to your book, went from being a genius to a goon pretty quickly. Let's remember that Grisham has been riding the Trump campaign since 2015 and boldly stood with him through it all. We remember and have the receipts, the racism, the misogyny, the xenophobia, the white supremacy, the access Hollywood tape, the family separation policy that tore young children away from their parents, the family grift, and the erosion of our country. And after all that, there are still some in the press who will no doubt offer her free book promotion and salivate at the chance to interview her as she seeks to gain relevance and money at the expense of her former co-conspirators. And this is the way it has gone for many former Trump appointees. They get to fail up, writing mediocrity to the highest levels of government, hack away at the diverse foundation of America, and walk away from all the rubble, only to be swept with, met with sweet cable news contracts, lucrative book deals, softball interviews, and zero accountability. Any idea how this looks to the rest of us? Grisham has two traffic arrests including pleading guilty to a DUI, and she lost two previous jobs amid alleged charges of plagiarism and cheating on expenses. That's right. She was embroiled in scandal and arrested twice and still landed a high-profile position in the White House. Yet black and brown people are still subjected to a very punishing criminal justice system, and those among us who have records can't get a job anywhere while the privileged and incompetent get to laugh at our tears all the way to the bank. So if you're looking for something to read at home, there are a host of thought-provoking books that are far more deserving of your attention over gossip rags parading as literature. I hope you choose wisely. We'll be right back. Very good point. And check out the books that she's talking about because I tell you what, there's much more, there are better things out there than to reward those who use the system and then profit from it after hurting the entire country with what they've done, with the lack of what they've done, and with their words. Exactly right. Thanks, Tiffany. Well, folks, uh, for uh, ABQ, I don't think it's on our end. We do have drop packets. However, I am looking at what we are streaming on Facebook, directed from Facebook, and I do not see that we have a... 
that we're not sending it out. So what I suggest that you do is uh, try to go ahead and refresh on face on YouTube. I don't see the problem showing up on Facebook or rather on YouTube as I'm streaming it right now. Okay, um, before I forget, I just got a direct uh, email from Quinnipiac. And here's some interesting thing. And, and I want you guys, when you're out there telling the story about the two infrastructure bills, the bipartisan bill and the real infrastructure bill, which means the human infrastructure bill, let's remind folks, Americans say 62% to 34% that they support a roughly $1 trillion bill to improve the nation's roads, bridges, and other infrastructure project, projects. This compares to 65% versus 28% support in August. So it lost some support, of course, because of all what the uh, all what they're doing, uh, what they're doing to the uh, to the <laughs> what Republicans are doing to really mess with the bill. Now Americans say 57% to 40%. In other words, 57% of Americans approve approve of the 3.5 trillion dollar uh, human infrastructure pro project. The reason I'm saying that, we're not talking about mansions 1.9 million or anything like that. We're talking about the $3.5 trillion uh, six, uh, infrastructure bill here that, there is, that the American people support, 57 to 40. It was at 62.32 before, but again, with all that's going on with the Democrats fighting among each other about whether it should be 3.5 or 1.5 or whatever, that would cause some erosion. That it only eroded that small amount of points speaks very, very well for this bill altogether. Americans want it. Secondly, Solomon Kane, welcome aboard. I'm sorry about the sink. We have terrible equipment. I have a GoFundMe right now that I'm trying to put together to get a mobile DC studio put together. We got to get that done because um, help me out, folks. Go to politicsandright.com slash GoFundMe. To, uh, we, have, we, we have all the parts specced out already to get this done. So if you'll go to politicsandright.com slash GoFundMe, you can help us get that equipment that we need to make this local production better, or rather this DC production better because I have to be here to take care of my daughter in this space and do the program at the same time and the other things that we have to do. So if you, if you love what you hear at Politics Done Right, if you believe in what we're doing for the progressive movement, all the writing, all the video processing, etc., please go to politicsdoneright.com slash GoFundMe. And I promise you better, much better quality as I get all of that put together. Uh, on how much the federal government should be helping Americans. This is what Americans say. 33%, 33% say the federal government should be doing a lot more to help Americans regardless of the cost. That is where I am as well. Uh, we have to understand that money, we have sovereign money in the United States. I don't have the time to go into exactly what that means, but do not buy into the lie that somehow there is a limit to what we can do. Let me, let me just give you a mathematical, factual certainty here that I'd like everybody to understand. If we have a lot of work to be done, and if we have a lot of people to do the work, uh, we can create as much money so that we can create that link to have this work being done by these bodies. Let me tell you where inflation, unlimited inflation shows up. 
and this is so important for Americans to understand. Inflation shows up when there are too many jobs, but not enough people to work the jobs. We are currently at a balanced point. What do I mean by that? You notice a lot of these employers are saying, oh, we cannot, uh, uh, government, stop giving people money because nobody wants to work anymore. It's not true. What is true is that government created a baseline that says, if the private sector wants people to work, pay them, and then they'll work. If you can't afford to pay people, you don't really have a business. And that is where we're, that is where we're at right now. Don't let anybody lie to you and tell you that we cannot afford things. Don't let anybody lie to you and tell you that it's inflationary. The inflation that we see now is caused by private sector fraud. I want you to understand this well, people. Private sector fraud. I'm going to give you the perfect example. Gasoline. The prices of gasoline went way up. And they are assuming that the price of gasoline is going up because there are more people using gasoline. That would be true if there was a shortage in the production of gasoline and also the shortage of manufacturing capacity in producing more. None of that is true. We have extensive capacity to make gasoline and all these other derivatives of petroleum and we have petroleum coming from Saudi and all these people that are asked to curtail the amount that they produce. So what I'm saying is, those of us that are environmentalists, we, we, love, the, we love high gasoline prices. We love all those issues because it reduces the amount of gasoline that individuals are going to burn. But Exxon and Mobil and all these guys are not keeping the price of gasoline low out of altruistic environmental reasons, they are doing it because they can. They're doing it because they have what we've spoken about several times, pricing control. Pricing control. It's called pricing power. Let's re re recall that. The other types of inflation in, in the fields, etc., it is all, you know, you hear these people talk about, oh, let those immigrants stay out. If you have product rotten in the field, etc., of course the price of stuff is going to go up. So none of these price spikes are really inflationary, or rather none of these issues are really inflationary. It is a private sector creating false scarcity. Inflation comes from having scarce resources, from passing scarce resources to the people. So we don't have an inflation problem. I'll get to other videos later, but let me start talking to... Um, to some of the questions that you guys are posting here. Liberal judges, I'm not going to handle that. Rose, hi everyone, a little late, just got back from PT. Great to see that you're doing your PT, Rose. Infrastructure bill wastes billions in giveaways to oil and gas industry. That's the, that is the bipartisan infrastructure project. And progressives went ahead and said, we'll go with it simply because you made the deal to get a bigger package for the human infrastructure. We also have... Uh, the infrastructure bill offers minimal support to accelerate the renewable energy transition while squandering tons and billions of carbon capture 
fossil hydrogen. I'll tell you one thing though, E2247, I do want to have a little bit of carbon capture in the mix. And let me tell you why. If we can scale up carbon capture, uh, we can actually mitigate some of the damage that's been done at the same time that we reduce the emissions of carbon. It's a long story that I don't want to go into right now. It's better to hold up a sign to see how long it takes me to see. Video is so out of sync. All right, here's a sign, my phone. All right, uh, let's see. It's better to GoFundMe, late money out of the payment. Better to send over GoFundMe or another bill in the mail. Uh, Go, GoFundMe is, is the best source, uh, Michael Rodden. Right now, I'm tracking all you great people who, who send uh, the things for Politics Done Right, uh, new new studio i'm tracking gofundme because what i want to do is i want to put a placard up for all you great people who the dc our dc studio belongs to you well of course when, when whenever we move wherever it's going to be a portable studio so it'll go wherever we go inflation uh yeah, so yeah so please go ahead and send it via gofundme folks uh, gofundme is a most efficient way to do it especially since as well i'm not in houston I'm right here in D.C. So please go ahead and support us via GoFundMe, politicsunright.com slash GoFundMe, and we'll get all these technical problems worked out. Give me a week to work. Well, give me a week after getting the new equipment, and I need to I need to get the funding for the new equipment. When I get the new equipment, give me a week after that to put it in. But I'm going to continue doing this. I'm going to continue doing the videos because there is no time to waste, especially now. Oh my God, got to be kidding me. Why is Biden asking OPEC for more oil? Again, because he wants the price to be reduced. Why he wants the price to be reduced? So because people buy, elect people based on the price of gas. It's one of those catch-22 situations. In other words, gas prices go up. So the American people go ahead. Oh my God, the, the administration is causing gas prices to go up. Not understanding the concepts because nobody is informing them of the truth. Now, you as a listener of Politics Done Right and as a listener of all our PDR Posse members can say, folks, high gasoline prices are a good thing. It reduces demand for the gasoline and that way we clean the environment, etc., etc. All right. Courtney SLP, greetings. Eric Hayes, blaming others, uh, others, typical response. No, it's not blaming. It's just telling the truth. Uh, Court, uh, Courtney says, Bridge MCP, happy Tuesday. Courtney, the SLP. Some video sound issues. I'm sorry about that, guys. I am doing the best I can. However, the final product is also being taped. So when it's all over, I will also have the tape product for us to provide as well. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about... Uh, I, I hope I made it clear, first of all, about inflation. Peggy Lopez, welcome aboard. It's okay that you're late. You're here. Let's talk a little bit about... Um, I've spoken about inflation. Remember inflation unless there is real scarcity, meaning unless there isn't, there aren't products or there aren't workers, inflation is a false thing. It's something called pricing power by what the market will bear. And I, I have a video on that I should find and play it tomorrow, but I want everybody to understand this. When they talk to you, when you hear them talking about inflation on CNBC right now, it's imperative that you understand. They are lying to you. They are lying. We do not have scarcities of the products under which prices are being raised. It's important, folks, that you really, 
really get that. It is important that you really get that. So um, now there are certain things that, of course, are inflationary. There, there, there is supply chain issues because workers in other countries cannot manufacture parts fast enough for us. Okay? But that, is, that doesn't cover bananas. That doesn't cover yucca. That doesn't cover all these prices that you see going up. They're not going up because they should. They're going up because those with price and power have the ability to just say, when you come to buy from me, I'll just raise the prices on you. Please, please believe me. Research it. Understand it. Inflation is only a matter of if we don't have enough product or we don't have enough labor. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about what we really want to, the, the other subject that we want to talk about today. It's very, very important. Para ver, déjame ir. Uh, to the point, it's hard because normally I have a huge screen and I have everything partitioned out on the screen and I can look straight ahead and we can go through topics over topic over topic. But right now, unfortunately, I have to turn and get to another screen, etc., etc. So forgive me getting used to this new setup. I, I ask you so kindly, forgive me. But anyway, I'm going to play another video here. And this video is about the media and before I get into what Al Franken had to say. And it, 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 it well, let's, I explain it in the video. Let's go ahead and do it and then we'll take it on the other side. The job of the media, it's the fourth estate. The job of the media is to report the news as is. Report the news and not only that, put some little bit of intellect behind it to help people understand where we are. But who judges the media? The media can say, there is a problem here. This person did that. This politician did the other. Who tells the media that they are in dereliction of their duty? I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. Because they have a tendency to believe that their narrative is the narrative, irrespective of reality. Someone said today the Democrats need to tell our grandmothers what's in this bill. So Biden, at long last, is going out on the road. And Peter, is there a is there a timetable at all? And more importantly, is there a road schedule? Which places he's going to hit? Yeah, I haven't seen one yet, but you're right. It's rather late in the process to be doing this. What's remarkable is this entire debate sounds, as you say, uh, you know, all jargon, right? Reconciliation bill. What does that mean? Reconciliation is a budgetary term. It doesn't actually mean, by the way, bringing people together, which is what the common uh, definition of the word would be. So, what are Americans getting on this? All they know about this bill, really, is it costs $3.5 trillion, because that's how it's described all the time. It doesn't have the kind of branding that, you know, FDR did with the New Deal, or that Donald Trump did rather successfully. Like Donald Trump was a master brander. All the Americans are seeing today is a, is a fight between progressives and, and, the, and the moderates over a $3.5 trillion bill, but they don't know what's in it. They don't know that what Biden is promising is, you know, uh, free community college, uh, health care uh, expansion of Medicare, uh, you know, uh, pre-K and, and, and child care help for people, climate change. So all these things that are in the bill, really important things to debate, whether they're good or bad. Nobody knows what this is about because all we hear are these rather, you know, uh, sausage-making kind of uh, conversation. And so it's rather late in the day and surprising that a White House that's usually pretty uh, smart about 
these kinds of things has taken so long to get around to telling the American people why that they might want this in order to pressure the legislator uh, to go along with it. Forgive me, I'm sorry. Peter Baker simply is spilling nonsense. First of all, calling Donald Trump, he is a master brander. Okay, they had the huge tax cut. How did he brand the tax cut any better than we see right here for the, uh, the Build Back Better? Uh, let, let's be clear. Uh, Pramila Jayapal, the leader of the Progressive Caucus, Every time one sees her on air on any station, she's out there branding what the bill does. And in fact, when she challenges Joe Manchin and uh, Kirsten Cinema, she says, what would you like to remove from the bill? It does this for child care. It does this for, uh, it, it does this for Medicare. It does the other for employment. It does the other for climate change. It enumerates all, they enumerate all the things the bill does and ask cinema and ask, uh, mansion, what would you like to receive? Or would you like to remove? But the people that are actually talking the, 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 uh, reconciliation that Peter is talking about, these technical terms, it's the media. It is the media who's using these terms and not saying exactly what Pramila Jayapal is saying. Nancy Pelosi goes out. She says, teachers, teachers, teachers. She goes out and says, take care of your, uh, this bill takes care of your kids. This bill does this. Every single time Nancy Pelosi is out there, she says that. James Clyburn as, as well. Bernie Sanders, AOC, Ilan Omar, Cory Bush, Chuck Schumer. The, these are just people that I've seen on TV in the last few days, including the president. The president has given several speeches of which we blogged about as well, of which we put on na the national wave as well, where he specifically stated this bill does all these things. We're going to take the money that the millionaires have stolen from you, the billionaires have stolen from you, and we are going to bring it back into doing things for the people. In fact, Biden went out of his way and he said, I am tired of this argument. I'm tired of seeing these people rip off the little men. These things are out there every single day by the Democratic politicians, but the, the people that have to push the Democratic message other than what they can do in their emails and anywhere else is the media. And if the media is saying all they're talking about is reconciliation, when the media is the one talking about reconciliation, when it's the media that's talking about the bipartisan bill is already done, why don't they fulfill it? Let's not, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Look at how the media talks about Trump now. You just said Trump was a master labeler, a master brander. No, he wasn't. In fact, if you did your job, you would be saying every single brand that Donald Trump touched turned to lead. But you don't do it. His water turned to lead. His golf clubs turned to lead. His hotels turned to lead. His casinos turned to lead. And he's a master brander. A failure is a, and that's the problem with the media. And you know, it's, it's not an attack on the media. It's just that you simply have a bias towards those helping the average American citizen and you make it an issue. You allowed yourself to be snowed by those on the right. Uh, just like you did with the Obamacare bill when, in those days when you allowed them to talk about throwing the water out with the, throwing your grandma out with the bath water, throwing the grandma off the cliff, death panels, all of that you branded Obama, allowed Republicans to come on TV to brand Democrats. But 
now that we really have death panels in red states where the uh, the COVID epidemic has overrun hospitals and hospitals now in these red states have death panels. They say you can live because you're more likely to get the medicine. You cannot live. Death panels for real in red states. I am yet to hear the media characterize it that way. Media, why don't you try? Mainstream media, why don't you try to do a better job? I mean, some of you are doing a great job. Ali Velshi and others, great job. Why don't you all try to do what's right so the American people can have a media that have them make the real decisions? My God, my God, I, I hope you see that. Bridge MCP, you said that the video is ahead of the of the of the sound by two minutes um that's diff that's a hard to comprehend what that would be the case anyhow when we get new equipment all of these problems will be gone i promise you that uh support us at politicsandright.com slash gofundme i have it up on the screen politicsandright.com slash gofundme we are here in dc because uh, of my my daughter who has just gotten is recovering now from a stroke and we are going to be operating out of here to ensure that I can take care of her. So please help us get that equipment, politicsandright.com slash GoFundMe. Let me tell you something, folks. Um, I, I am so sorry for the missing, the, the for, for the sinking problems right now. We will, in the long run, get that taken care of. All right, um, let's go ahead and, um, and, and cover, talk, talk a little bit about what you just heard there, because it's important. Many are the, the mainstream media is making the attempt to tell Democrats the reason why you can't get this passed is because you are not telling people what's in the bill. That's what the mainstream media is telling people. But here's the reality. The reality is, if that's true, why is it that these bills are polling so high with the American people? You know why? Because, in fact, that's not true. The media is trying to create a false narrative for the plutocracy. Why would the media, why would you have Pramila Jayapal, leader of the Progressive Caucus on, Bernie Sanders, leader in the Senate, uh, Nancy Pelosi, AOC, Ilan Omar, all of these guys are coming out and telling you exactly what these bills do. How it helps with health care, how it brings down, the, how it goes ahead and makes sure that Airs, uh, teeth, and eyes are covered in these bills. How it goes and tell people that if your mother and your father or your daughter or somebody is ill, we will help you get over that hump. How it tells you that if you need care for your kids and you want to go to work, we will help you with that so that you will be a productive citizen. All those things are in the bill. And guess how I know? I read it. And not only did I read it, read it I heard them say it. So therefore, we should not buy into a media that is clearly, clearly trying to change the narrative to help, to help those who want either a smaller bill or no bill. And again, that reporter there, he's a good reporter. He is a darn good reporter. Why will he come on national TV and lie? And people say, well, he didn't lie. He just said that they're just talking a whole lot about this bill called reconciliation. Well, I tell you, I want you to, well, I'm not going to play the other video here because we are at 34. 
Therefore, and I, now I have to twist. See, I can't figure out exactly how I do things here. Uh, it is time for me to do my regular ask. Folks, please remember, this is a show that is user-supported. This is a show that is supported by those who watch the show, those who promote the show, those who go ahead and tell people about the show, those who want to hear and help the progressive message go out there. But to do that, we need your support. We honestly need your support. And all of you who know me know I am frugal with your investment in this program. And when I say frugal, I mean very, very frugal. I don't go out there and hire a whole bunch of people just to, for the sake of growing. I don't do that. I make sure and do, darn it, the vast majority of the work for this program. The videos I put together, the blogs I put together, the stories I write, and then, of course, you know I have the books that you see advertised on the screen. So I ask you to help us in whatever form that you can. You can provide us help by purchasing our books. And how do you purchase our books? You can go to politicsdoneright.com slash books. And I just put that link in there, politicsdoneright.com slash books. You can also support us by becoming a part of the PDR Posse. The PDR Posse, you can, you can become a part of the PDR Posse in one of many ways. You can go ahead and join it via YouTube by just going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube politicsandright.com slash YouTube. You can also become what we call a Patreon, politicsandright.com slash Patreon, politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Becoming a patron helps us. We, 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 we try to get our revenue from several sources in case one goes, like, like yesterday. Facebook was completely offline. We could still do our production over Twitch, over YouTube, over Twitter. Uh, if YouTube goes down, we want several different streams so that we can continue to do what we need to do. The other option that I'd like to ask you, other than page, uh, politicsandright.com slash patron, is if you just want to just go ahead and uh, check out, uh, let's see, go to politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, you can do so as well and provide us however you want to support us. We thank you ahead of schedule for that support because again, you know what our goal is. You know it's it's not all, it's not just simple altruism. Simple altruism doesn't accomplish much. It doesn't. But actively working in different organizations that do things, that does work. And that is what we do here. I mean, I, I, I try to be a part of as many organizations as possible. Uh, now that I'm in D.C., uh, even even as being in D.C., I will still be working with my organizations in uh, in Houston and keeping my part of the bargain. Because, folks, that is what we need to do. Uh, wow, Michael Rudnan, thank you so kindly for supporting our our uh, GoFundMe. You are a wonderful, wonderful person. And likewise to Rose William, thank you for uh, your your wonderful donation in our YouTube, in our GoFundMe. Thank you, Nanette Bird-Smith, for that great contribution. Thank you, Antoinette, Bernadette Gardner, Kenyatta, Barbara Fatanti, Bridget, Bridge MCP. Thank you so kindly. Susan, thank you so kindly for all that you all have been doing uh, to make sure that we can keep bringing it to you. You guys are a wonderful bunch. And I promise to continue to earn your, 
to earn your support, to earn your trust that you can take what we say here to the bank. Always verify. Every now and then, some of you come back and say, Berto, you got that one wrong. And you know what I do every time that happens. I say, well, you know, I got called out by Rudnan. I got called out by E2247. I got called out by Rose. But, you know, we're all humans. We got to do what we got to do. But look, look, th thank you guys. Please keep that coming. I need to get all of this running. We need to get these computers. If um, when, when, I, when I reach a certain point, I'll probably go ahead and get it beforehand. But please continue to support. All right. Uh, did I give you all the methods of support? I think I forgot one more. Oh, I remember which one I need to go to. Uh, the catch-all for support, meaning we have a whole lot of different ways from from GoFundMe to, what is the other one again? Uh, GoFundMe to Venmo, all those different options. So we give everybody the option. So go to politicsandright.com slash support. politicsandright.com slash support. And it has a whole list of the different ways that you can be supportive of the program. E2247 says, the survival of fossil industry depends on its ability to convince, I like this, listen to this, the ability to convince the public that corporations are taking steps to address the climate crisis. Hydrogen and carbon capture, utilization, and storage have been two of the industry's key strategies for achieving that goal. ExxonMobil, Royal Dutch, Shell, and Chevron, just name a few. 3rd of August 2021, Common Dream said, uh, bipartisan infrastructure bill doubling down on support for carbon polluters with $25 billion in subsidies. That's what I was mentioning about uh, what you said earlier, my brother. All right, let's see what else we have from other people. Make sure we get some other people involved here. Uh, let's see, Ken must wants to say something. Uh, Rudnan, I appreciate you, brother. I really do. Uh, let's continue. Bridge, I appreciate you. Rose, I appreciate you. Nanette, I appreciate you. Puffin, the whole Trump virus genocide is Putin trying to stop climate change. All right. Um, I'll read some more later on, but let's go ahead and get that Al Franken video out now. Let's get busy. Al Franken. Al Franken hits the nail on the head. One of the statements that he made is, it is time for Democrats to be just as hard, just and as untethered, not untethered necessarily, but do exactly what the Republicans are doing. It seems to be working for them. Uh, obstructionists and still they run the risk of taking over Congress again well maybe it is time to take the appropriate weapon where it needs to be taken let's listen to Al Franken and then we'll go ahead and take it on the other side hey senator what do you make of this McConnell threat are they really gonna sit it out and are the Democrats doing enough getting angry enough making enough noise He's going to sit it out. I said he's destroyed the Senate. He, he did more filibusters of executive nominees during Obama than been done in the previous history of the country. This is just him being ruthless. Merrick Garland was that. We got to start doing that. One, we are going to have to do this. It, it would be insane to default. Absolutely insane. We can't do it. The dollar is the default currency of the world. We can't let it not be. I have confidence that we will step in there and Mitch will do exactly what he says. But we started, we have to start being as ruthless as him. For example, the Freedom to Vote Act, which was negotiated by Amy 
Klobuchar and Joe Manchin and others is a great bill. But we need to pass it because state legislatures have passed these uh, these voting bills, these election bills in th these states that say that the state legislature can overturn the results. That's kind of what Trump wanted them to do last year. We can't allow that to happen. Joe Manchin says he will not get rid of the filibuster, but we can modify it. And Norm Ornstein and I have a plan to do that. Instead of 60 votes to stop a filibuster, you need 41 to sustain a filibuster, and 41 senators have to show up on the floor and they have to stay there. They need 41 and they have to debate. It's a talking filibuster. They have 50, they can go back and forth, but the average senator could only be off the floor, Republican senator only be off the floor for five hours, and it won't last long. But to your call to action uh, uh, from your fellow Democrats, you know better than most people the cultural difference between the parties. Democrats uh, have always been and continue to be kind of culturally skewed towards student council presidents, uh, increasingly Whole Foods and electric car enthusiasts. Uh, as, as Rick Wilson famously said, Democrats bring a soup ladle to a gunfight. Meantime, you're up against stone-cold killers. Yeah, well, we have to stop it. We have to be stone-cold killers. On the voting rights, this, this is an existential threat to our democracy. We lose our democracy, it's, it, we lose everything. So we have to pass this bill, and you can carve out and say for you know, elections, uh, this is our democracy. We can carve that out and pass it with 51 votes. Or you can do what I'm talking about, which would restore the filibuster to what it was, which was something that was rare when a minority cared about something. I would love for them to debate these voting laws in these states. I would love to hear the debate on why you can't hand somebody water in a line who's, who's been waiting for hours, who's still waiting for hours to vote. Yeah, I'd show up for that debate, too. Uh, I, if memory yeah. serves you, you served with Manchin, but not cinema. What generally do you make of the Mike Nichols and Elaine May of the U.S. Senate? Uh, Nichols and May were much funnier. Um, Joe, I know very, very well. There's stuff he's proposed, I think, in the last day or so that that are they're good things. For example, getting rid of taxing carried interest as capital gains. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. And Cinema was very helpful on the bipartisan infrastructure package. She's going to get there. They have to get there. There's so many great things in this package. There's Medicare negotiating for pharmaceuticals. We pay three times as much for the same pharmaceuticals as Europe. And that's yep. because the biggest purchaser of pharmaceuticals in our country can't negotiate. All their governments negotiate. Th that's ridiculous. A child tax credit reduced childhood poverty by half. Biggest middle class, working class tax cut, low income tax cut in the history of the country. People like the elements. We gotta start talking about what the elements are and not call it the reconciliation pact. Absolutely. Stop calling it the reconciliation package and call it the package that serves the people. And by the way, what he says is right. We have to, Democrats, progressives, need to become ruthless as Republicans are and figuratively stone-cold killers. Here's the deal. Uh, Americans don't vote for Republicans because they like Republicans or because they like what they have to offer. 
they vote for Republicans because of the simulated strength that they think they have. And there's this, there's a certain thing that people like, and that is they, they, they like when there is a disposition of strength, when you have the someone showing that we will get something done for you. So if Democrats go around and they just can't get anything done, now we, we, we did well. We got the rescue plan passed, and that was excellent, and it helped a whole lot of people out of poverty, but we need quite a bit more. If they believe that Democrats have done all that they are able to do, then they may start believing the crap that comes from the right as far as what we can do for you, which in effect really is not much, not anything. We're just not Democrats fighting among each other. So the, the bottom line is simple. Uh, be as ruthless in supporting the American people. That's a display of strength. And the figurative statement of Stone Cold Killers meme, we are going to come to you and tell you, we have the majority this is what's going to be done. If you want to be, if you want some of your things as well, join the join the team or goodbye and move on and move forward. That is the one thing we need to do. Stop hanging around and being concerned about uh, trying to be bipartisan. They are not interested in bipartisanship. They are interested in power solely. And those centrist Democrats, we have to determine whether centrists or the new extremists when we're speaking about policies for the American people. We spend a lot of time... Yes, we have to determine whether centrists or the new extremists. And my contention is that they are. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that lightly at all. I, I, let, let's give a classic example here. Joe Manchin is from West Virginia. As I mentioned before, there, there were times when, during the summer, while my daughter is going through her, in between the, her the med medical school, that she would drive through Appalachia. And, uh, you know, from here in, in, in uh, D.C., Maryland, into West Virginia, Ohio, etc. And what she found, what she found is that she had never seen, she's from Houston. And by the way, Houston have ghettos and Houston have trailer parks and Houston have all the things that every other major city has and the country as well. And she walked through there and she said, I remember her calling me from the hotel room and she said, dad, I didn't know people could live like this. And I said, babe, the truth of the matter is many Americans are in dire straits, but nobody covers them. Nobody covers them. Who is, nobody puts them on TV because they look too much like the majority of Americans. There is a, 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 a large percentage of Americans that are in dire straits, but the media wants you to believe that poor, the underprivileged, first of all, let, let's, let's be clear. If you're in a big city like Houston, you see a lot of people every day going to work and whatever, and everybody's struggling. Let me just let you know that. If you have large credit card bills, and that, occur, that happens to a large plurality of Americans, 
you're struggling, right? Because it means that you're spending more than you're taking in. So that's where most Americans are. But we know how to give the semblance of success. In other words, if you have a high credit limit, you have a good job that can pay the, the monthly bills on that credit limit as it keeps creeping up, you have the semblance of prosperity. That's what uh, economist uh, Wolf always talks about, the semblance of prosperity. So that's what these people have. But when you go to the folks in Appalachia, etc., a lot of these folks can't even get a credit card. So they live in they, they, they live these types of lives that puts them in dark streets. So she didn't understand that people could live that way. Mansions audience, mansions constituents are those people. Mansions constituents are those people. They are in dire straits, and he refused. He is the one who needs the $3.5 trillion the most. And he says, well, uh, I don't want to create the entitlement mentality. It's not about creating the entitlement mentality. It's about dispelling the entitlement of the rich. It's about dispelling the notion that the rich has earned what they have. It's acknowledging it is, it is, we, what he is doing is stating to you that those people who have profited over you, your backs, in other words, you go and you work in Walmart at menial wages while those who own Walmart take your excess labor. In other words, I'm going to pay you $12 an hour to work at Walmart. But the amount of income that you actually bring into Walmart is probably $25 an hour. And therefore, I'm going to pocket the rest. That is my profit, the profit of the owners, the shareholders, the executives. That is, that is the economic system we have. And then when you can't afford your bills, they said, well, we don't want to create that entitlement mentality because you want to receive more and more. No, the people that are, that are in, and I, you know, framing is so important, right? They have so many of us believing that we are the ones begging. We are not the ones begging. They are the ones stealing. You see the difference? They pay us little, so we have to ask for more. So we're begging. But paying us less than what we're worth is if equivalent to thievery. It's theft. And in a society, normally, what do you do to thieves? You put them in jail. But here, we reward thievery. And what Joe, when, so when we call Joe Manchin not a centrist, but an extremist, that is what we mean. He is supposed to be taking care of his people and not allowing the abusers to abuse. Let's see, Egberto, if you look at data from the Poor People's Campaign, they say 140 million Americans are having the problems you just described. That's a third of the country, Michael Rodnin. That's a, no, no, no. That's that's. Oh wow, that's more. That's that's more than a third of the country, right? Uh, one third. Yeah, that's more than a third of the country. Yeah. Trickle down economics, America's biggest lie. Very true, uh, Nanette Bird Smith. And let's see. I saw some other messages in here that I need to get to. Many people don't have a clue 
at, at some of our abject poverty. Absolutely. Now, it also says, screw bipartisanship and those that think Reagan was a great president. He was a horrendous president. And by the way, I let, let me tell you, when, when Reagan was running, I actually liked a lot of the way he sounded because he sounded in the... I, I believe in independence. You see, look, politics done right. We created politics done right here together. We, we, didn't, we didn't go to some mega corporation to do this. This is all created on putting a whole lot of bits and pieces together. And we have the productive capability of what multi-million uh, studios do in very little amount of money and space. But we did it. We did it. We know how to do it. So you're absolutely right. Carl Cox says, Egberto, how's your daughter doing? Moderates and conservatives don't believe in helping the little guy. Mansion and cinema believe in helping the rich. True. Uh, thank you, Carl Cox, for asking about my daughter. She took a couple of steps today. Uh, they're getting her out of bed. They're, they're, uh, they, they think they may be able to move her out of ICU after being there about, I guess, 10 days or so. And they're going to put her in, uh, in a room. And then she goes for extensive therapy. I will be here with her. And I, I, I let me just give a little notion, folks. I may, I'm not sure, depending on when the therapy sessions versus the visitation is, because I only get four hours a day to visit with my daughter. And she, otherwise, she's there in a place. And I want her to know that they're, they're, I, I want the consistency, especially in her mind, to see that familiar face every single day of the week. Because I understand stroke patients and people in the ICUs and isolated in hospitals, they have a tendency to go into a fog because, you know, they're there with strangers and the rest of the world is happening. I want her to know she's still a part of this world and I want to make her understand I will be there. We will be there. So that's that's what I need to say. Okay, let's see. It's, it's ironic that Manchin doesn't want people to have an entitlement mentality. What kind of mentality does someone who is lining his pockets with deals and energy companies have? Rose, you hit the nail on the head, and that's what we're talking about. Courtney, the SLP says, same here, Peggy. Local grocery stores too. Automation will take a lot of jobs. And you know what? Here's the funny thing about automation, and, and then I got to close down the show. But let me let me just tell you about this, folks. Think about this. Everybody talk about automation. You know, you, you start having to pay minimum wage and, 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 and McDonald will just automate everything. Whenever automation is cheaper than paying somebody and having to pay their medical care and all of that sort of stuff, automation will win. It's not McDonald's who only wants automation. It's, it's look, if the government took care of what the government needed to take care of health care and all the primary parts of life, and let companies worry about their bottom line, yes, automation would still take over. It'll take over maybe a little bit slower, but here's the deal. I want automation where possible to take over, but that shouldn't mean automation, you get rid of workers and the wealthy gets a whole lot more because of automation. Automation occurred because of our entirety, because of our combined intellect to create the things that allowed for automation to occur. That is a reality. And therefore, when automation starts to take over all these jobs, what must occur is a lowering of the work week. And everybody can stay employed and they just work less hours. We should all benefit from automation, not just the plutocrats. After all, we are the ones who invested in the universities to create the intellect that created automation. Don't let anybody let you feel or believe less. Everybody, if you can check out Egberto's GoFundMe, thank you so kindly, Nanette Bird-Smith. 
Ashley has to be the priority. Absolutely so. And she is our priority. And I thank you guys for giving me that leeway to be able to change things around with that. Because, you know, we have to keep these. Because let, let me just put this in Ashley's context. Ashley has a way ahead of her to get, get better. But we have to make sure that the political structures are there to create the policies that's going to ensure that anybody who goes through what Ashley is going through right now can go through it and not have to worry about health care and not have to worry about all these things coming down on her. I am trying to find her bills to get them paid for her light, her internet, all these other things. We have to be sure that we continue the pressure to keep these policies on. It is actually... One minute before I have to go. Let me see if I have something real quick to read. Paul Fleming says, Republicans have given the super rich its entitlement attitude. Exactly. Nanette Birdsmith, healing light, energy, and love to Ashley. Thank you so kindly for the kind words. Folks, I got to get out of here. But before I get out of here, I'm going to issue one last. Uh, Linda Joe, thank you very much. And thank you so kindly for your support. Just saw that in there. Uh, folks, if you are watching on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up. If you're watching on uh, on Facebook, please give us a like. And let me go ahead and tell you guys, uh, you can support us by just going to this link, politicsdoneright.com slash support is a catch-all. If you want to go and provide us with that GoFundMe right now, here is the GoFundMe. It is at politicsdoneright.com slash GoFundMe. I want to tell you guys how much I appreciate you all for tuning in. I want to ask you also to please be sure to share. That's the only way we are going to do this. The mainstream media is not going to do it, but we can do it our village at a time, our sphere of influence at a time. So thank you so kindly. My name is Egberto Willis, and you know how I end this baby. I am what?